Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 20. 20? Yes, I made it to episode 20. We need like a yes. clap track. Yeah, Yay. where's the, yeah, we'll have to do that, dub that in with the editing. So today is episode 20. It is a shot from the hip part two with my beautiful bride, Jessica Lemon. So, thanks. Jessica, well, thanks. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, well, let's just talk about the drink we had. Okay. Um, this <clears throat> week was St. Patty's Day. Yep. And we are huge fans of Irish car bombs. And we thought, since it's a shot from the hip part two, we would have a couple of Irish car bombs. Huh. And this particular Irish car bomb didn't have any Irish whiskey because usually that tastes horrible, but we had some bullet bourbon. So that was, so the shot was bullet bourbon. Kentucky car bomb. It was a Kentucky car bomb. Yes. Kentucky Irish car bomb. Somebody write that down. Yeah. I'm sure it already exists. Please pause. Type, type, type. (laughs) Yes. And uh, let's see. And Bailey's in the shot. And then the beer was actually uh, Boulder, Colorado beer company. What was it called? Irish something um it was really good don't worry it'll be I in the show the word, notes i thought the word was bourbon but it was a different word on there no, boulder something right yeah boulder colorado boulder. beer yeah, company I and i don't know i threw the can away but we'll figure it out don't worry it'll be in the show notes way to be prepared you're just lucky this is a one shot. drink <laughs> one drink with john.com you're lucky this is a shot from the hip and you can be so ill prepared for correct, your own show correct and in fact i'm actually just tricking everybody into going to my website that i mentioned <laughs> it's one drink with john.com one so. drink with john.com you say yeah so this is a follow-up episode to uh the shot from the hip part one which i think went very mm-hmm. well we've had some good feedback from our listeners on that and we thought we would go through some of the same topics. Um, and if you didn't listen to the episode one, please pause this and listen to episode one. Um, but what we did was we did, uh, it was kind of a random show of sorts where we had a list of things that neither of us had known that we were going to bring up. And right. we talked about four things and we went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had four things, you had four things. And we thought we'd do kind of a follow-up. Okay. Uh, show if that's okay with you. That's fine with me. I and told you I'd talk about whatever. Yeah. Well, ladies first, as always. <clears throat> so, what's the follow up on your first item on the list? On my follow up on loving your neighbor. <clears throat> uh, I don't think I have a follow up on loving yeah. your neighbor. I've been your reading f- the book. I've been reading the book Everybody Always by Bob Goff. I'm still reading it. I haven't finished it because not still a good book. Nonfiction books I read really slowly, and sometimes I know I don't finish them. So, yes. um, I, actually, may I make a segue? Yes. May I interrupt? That's actually a good point. And I was talking to somebody the other day, um, and they are their personality is kind of an A student personality. <laughs> uh, very smart, very intelligent, very good at school. But when they read a book, they had to finish the entire book. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel that way. And I don't usually read fiction books um, unless it's Jessica Lemon, which I find at (laughs) JessicaLemon.com. Insert shameless plug. But no, I I usually read nonfiction, self-help type books, Mm -hmm. business books, finance and things. And I used to think I would have to finish the book. Like, oh, I bought this book. Right. It was something I needed to read. I'm going to read it from... You know, cover to cover, and now, and I forget, I I heard this from somebody, um, but they were like, no, you don't, they like basically gave me permission, like, you don't have to read every book, you can just read the parts that you like, or what I've done a few times is I've started reading a book, and I was like, man, this is going to be a great book, and you know, the marketing was awesome, the name was awesome, I read the, you know, the back cover copy, I'm like, this is going to be the greatest book ever, and I read like the first, you know, the first chapter is basically like the back cover copy usually, like telling you what what you're going to hear, I'm like, this is great, I get to the second chapter, I'm like, this is boring, and I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> I would you know, skip it. Yeah, or yeah. maybe it's something that you know I want to learn about later on. So. Yeah, I remember you were the first person to tell me that because you are the rule breaker, and I am like <clears throat> yeah. your type A friend you were talking about. And so I used to think too that I had to push all the way through a book. And actually, in the fiction world, because I am a writer, and so I pay attention to what's on Goodreads. There is an entire section for this called DNF. Do you know what that stands for? Do not. F- 
I'm not sure. Did if we can... not finish. Oh, yeah. did not so finish. Okay. Did... I had a completely different version now, of that. Now, but... I will say in fiction, and particularly in my case, you know, it's usually an insult. It's like, oh, oh I had to true. DNF that's this true. one because that's of true. blot, whatever reason. Oh, like a negative like thing. It. Oh, that's true. But, um, but yeah, I feel like you were the first one to, to mention that. And then it was sort of backed up by a book called The Millionaire Course by Mark... Help me out. I always forget his name. Yeah, check the show notes. um, We're no good at preparing. Mark Allen. Allen, That's it. M-A-R-C, Mark. Yes, Mark Allen. So he said in his book that you, that he could, I'm sorry, that you, (laughs) dog is totally distracting me. We're not ready to talk about you yet, Gemma. No, the dog, that's part three. But anyways. (laughs) That's part three. Wait your turn. Anyway, um, yes. At the beginning of the book, he had kind of like, and Tim Ferriss did this on a couple of his books too, like. Here's how you read the book. Feel free to skip. Feel free to... He had, like, highlights. Like, if you don't read it... He said, read it in in any order. Don't feel like you have to go from page one to the very end. Um, Yeah. So, I felt like when I read that, there was this huge, like, weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, okay, if that doesn't apply... And, you know, that's kind of a really good... comparison to this podcast because I've heard you tell people that several times and they were like you know I loved this one this one I didn't really love and you said perfect that's how I designed it to be I do the things that I love and you can check in and check out as you see fit so that way there's lots of topics and lots of it's really interesting too because um my favorite podcast, which they're all my favorite podcasts, but everybody has their own <laughs> favorite one. Yeah, it's funny. And it was, and I, I forget who we're talking to, but it was like, oh, they're like, oh, I really love that one. I was like, oh, that's great. Because I was like, oh, I wasn't thinking that was the best one, but but that was the best one for that person. And so it's just kind of interesting. Everybody gets, has their own thing. But I feel no, like that about my books. Yeah. They're like, hands down, this was my favorite Jessica Lemon book. And I'm like, really? And sometimes it's a book I loved that not everybody loved, and she and I have that in common, or... It's a book that I enjoyed. I mean, I love all my books. They're like my children. Right. And well, I, I love all my podcasts, yeah. too. But you, know, <laughs> but, you know, you have the ones Some that, that I enjoyed more than others, I you guess. You have and ones it's just that fun, you love so. for different reasons. You either love them because everybody loves them, or you love them because the process of making it is like was a joyous process. So it's like a different Well, that's true, too, because you put so much... I mean, my podcast, I, I put a lot of energy and effort because yes. of my awesome fans. But it's not... You know, the time commitment, energy, effort commitment of you writing a book. And so that's like we always talk about. Yeah, you know, that's all. That's, that's your darling. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like this is your babies, yeah. you know, in this book, the characters and things. Yeah, that's why it hurts so, when people DNF them. Don't right. DNF my books, guys. D- <laughs> no, Just I'm kidding. Ignore it. Actually, you should. By the way, you DNF should. DNF it and then buy another one. You and should. try another one. That's but what I keep saying. you should absolutely DNF a book that you are not enjoying. Do you know why? Because life is short. And some things are going to strike you in a really relevant and meaningful way. And some things are not. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie that you did not like. You're like, that was stupid. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. But then you might go back and rewatch the movie because everybody's talking about it. And then you go rewatch it and you're in a different state of mind. You're in a different emotional place than you were. And somehow it resonates more than it did the first time. So sometimes I think that's the case with a book. I totally, no, I totally agree with you. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting. Um, I have gone back through books. I'm like, Oh cool. And then I like read different parts and it meant something different to me. And that, yeah, I think, I think that's the, I, I, the big thing though, I think, and I don't know what this has to do with loving your neighbor, but <laughs> we're that, way off track, that but that's okay. Yeah, that's how we go. Like I said, it's shots from the hip or a shot from the hip. Um, but I think the key is to give yourself permission to not finish a book because life is short. And um, on that topic too, which we were, I wasn't going to talk about, but uh, something I learned this week, uh, I had a friend of mine that I worked with that passed away. He was 58. Um, a super great guy. One unexpectedly. Of, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of probably the nicest people you would ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, he was in the military. They had a great military funeral. And it was just such a great tribute to him. But I just thought the thing that I learned, um, and again, it's not like I learned it for the first time, but I relearned, is that life is short. And it's really too short to be 
to be cruel to anybody or to be mean to anybody. Like It's too short not to love your neighbor is what you're saying. Boom. Full circle. <laughs> high fives all the way around. Back to loving your neighbor. But yes, but he... I agree. But so he taught you that. And, he did. He personified he taught, that not too. not only you that from what you told me from the funeral. He taught yeah. a lot of people that. Say, he can did. you... Would you mind saying what the pastor had talked about? Yeah. I just thought the that past- was a really... Yeah. I, I just thought it was a really warm story. Yeah. No, the pastor was uh, uh, preaching, but he was speaking at the at the funeral, and he said that he would uh, he would see Kip out sometimes, and he wasn't the kind of guy that went to church every week, but he was you know pretty committed, and he'd say, "Oh, hey, I'm going to see you at church tomorrow," and he's like, "Oh, absolutely," and you know, in the receiving line at church, Kip would always come up and say. Hey, ask the pastor, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, what's going on with you? And Sincerely ask him. Yeah, and really want to know. And that's the way he interacted with everybody. But the pastor was just, he said he was kind of shocked because, you know, the pastor usually has everything together and nobody asks how the pastor's doing. And he said, that's not always the case. The pastor doesn't always have it together. And you told me that. I thought that was really impressive. think, gosh, have I ever asked a pastor how they were doing? Yeah. And it made me think of something else. Like one time, years and years ago, when I first... Um, got an agent and we would always she would call she would say hey we got this deal we got this here's what's going on business 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 sometimes we'd catch up Um, I remember I called her one day just because I hadn't heard from her in a while and there wasn't anything going on we didn't have anything for sale there was no news and I called her and I said hi I just thought I'd call and see how you were and she goes really nobody ever calls and asks me how I am they call because they want something right we need this we need that we need this and it reminded me of that. And I thought, gosh, do I do that anymore? Do I still ask her how she is? Because so many times I hang up the phone and she's, we've talked about all the new things in my life and all the goals that I have. And then I have to make sure I remember to, because I think there's people in your life that serve. Absolutely. And you are used to this certain dynamic and they serve because they love to serve. But also to check in with those people, I think that's just such a beautiful. No, reminder I think that. Oh, I think that. that's amazing, and it's it's such a good reminder too. Because, yeah, even like as an like a, a you know a server at a restaurant, right, a waitress or something, like they don't. They're always asking, well, "How are you?" Yeah. Very underappreciated, mm-hmm. you know. And nobody really asks how they're doing. Like, well, how are you doing? You know. And one of my brother-in-law, um, Steve, is really really good at that. He's always very genuinely cares for people. He's just a wonderful wonderful human being and he's always asking well how are you you know well what about that and he just really wants to know how you're doing and i it's something i need to be more like for sure so yeah that was another takeaway from this week so but yeah so back to loving your neighbor right that's another way to love your neighbor yeah is there anything else on that you know nope, you can go so, all right so the thing i was talking about uh on the last shot from the hip was my obsession, which is not as much of an obsession now because it's been a month or so, but was my Apple Old hat now. AirPod headphones, which I still love them amazingly. Mm-hmm. I did figure out, uh, if you have these, I did figure out how to figure out what the percentage of battery is on them. You p- turn your phone on and you open up the lid on the little container. Wow. And I'm like, oh, that was, I accidentally figured that out this week. <laughs> so pro tip. But <laughs> I wanted to bring it back up because... Uh, because there's what, another person in the household who has them now. And right. she didn't have them the last we time. We talked her into getting... Congratulations, Jessica. You. you have an amazing pair Thank of you. headphones. Thank you. So, which is totally cool. So we're enjoying them. And then the, the funny thing, though, is uh, my good friend Rob, who's obsessed with Apple products. I mean, he's a very... <laughs> he's basically my Apple... He's su- very in the know. Right. He's Apple my products. Apple support system person, if I have any questions. <laughs> so he texted me this week and said, hey, did you... Uh, did you get any new, uh, did you get Jessica any um, AirPod headphones yet? He said, because there's an announcement this week from Apple, and he's always up into that. He's a really big Mac fan. And he said, I think they're going to have new AirPods. And I'm like, well, of course they are. We just ordered <laughs> yeah. Jessica's a few days before. Yeah, so, I just got mine uh, recently. And I do, I actually was very surprised at how comfortable they are. Extremely. And how far away you can walk from your phone while you're talking to somebody on the phone. Because I was, you know, I had set my phone on the coffee table and I had walked into the kitchen and I was just kind of pacing around and reached in my pocket to check for my phone and didn't have it. And I was like, 
whoa, I didn't even break stride, you know? So Absolutely. Or if I'm cool. listening to uh, yeah, or watching a YouTube the... video or whatever and I'm kind of walking around, yeah. I can go quite a ways and still listen but to But I don't know what the new ones I I don't. I'm going to just say that mine are vintage and <laughs> therefore more valuable. <laughs> Vintage, yeah. got it. So, yep. yes. Now, the only thing, the good news is, they didn't. Um, Rob said supposedly they were gonna. The secret maybe was gonna come out with a black pair, uh-huh. and then I would have been extremely upset and probably had to buy those. But yes. I didn't. So, okay. but they didn't. They still just do the white ones. So I think I we're still. No, I there, like so. the white ones. I think they're very. Well, it's like so when you see friendly, a white though. set, it's like that is very indicative of the Apple brand, right? Mm-hmm. That bright white. So Yeah. No, they're extremely comfortable. I They really are. And they don't fall out of your ears unless yeah. you physically bump them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else was telling me, and maybe Rob was telling me, that somebody, instead of using like the big Bose or whatever headphones, mm-hmm. that they always use those. They're just so easy to use. So, But yeah, big fans, so... All right, Jessica, what was your second subject that we would like to revisit? The second subject was I talked about planners. Planners, yes, your obsession with planners. Can you Sticker over, books, and can I think you, we call them. <laughs> and can you overplan? And does overplanning cause anxiety? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that we covered kind of all of that stuff. Um, let, me, let me think if I have an update. I have, um, of course, we... I don't know. We suffered a recent tragedy, so it changed a lot of my daily habits. But I've kind of cut Correct. back on all of the planning and the the sort of joy of laying out all the planners and the stickers and stuff. And I've just gravitated back toward my one planner. I had a, a mini planner that I had been carrying with me. I have ignored that completely. I have ignored the wellness section of my planner. I'm I'm trying to get back into the visualization habit that I had, the devotional habit, but, and this will lead us into our, our other topic too, when we get to it, but so Daisy passed away. Yeah. Skip ahead to the, yeah, absolutely. I know. So, so Daisy, our dog. Cause we had talked about senior know, dogs we talked about on the senior last dogs, one, And this so. is going to come up and we're going to talk about shelter dogs this time. And we're going to try not to cry. I know. I'm going to try to just, yeah. You, so, I'm the one that's probably going to cry. Daisy passed away on March 3rd. And so the, our world's like changed drastically so and i'm gonna try to correct she's our little baby dog she was and we had her almost 11 years and so all of those habits sort of shifted and i find myself not caring about a lot of things i think just having a little bit of grief and depression in there with that and so i sort it sort of changed all my habits like all my planner obsession all that fun that i was having i just sort of shelved but I've been getting back into it lately. I did when I got home. I printed a lot of pictures of her to put her in the week that she passed, and right. um, and now I'm back into planning and planning how many words I'm going to write in a day and writing tasks down. And I hadn't been doing that for, you know, almost two weeks because it just felt too hard to. Sometimes it's just hard to get back to normal when you go through something like that. So, Absolutely, and we, you know, we weren't able to have kids, and so you know, the dog we had for what eleven or twelve years, yeah. and that was, you know, that's a big deal. We miss her a bunch. So, <clears> but, but, like, <laughs> but hold on, drum roll. We're gonna skip ahead to the third drum roll update. Yes. on the senior dog. But yes. update is so, so the update is on um, March. Um, I think it was 16th. Yes, yes 16th. 16th yep. day before St. Patrick's Day. Yep. I was actually sobbing. 13 days later. Sobbing on the, the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 13 days later. And I was so tired of being just devastatingly sad that I said, <clears throat> you know, I think we need to go and get that dog that John actually looked at at the shelter because we dropped off Daisy's food, treats, some unused toys, to the needy, right? The right. needy dogs at the no-kill the, shelter yeah, locally. Yeah. And by the way, I am really thinking about putting up a post on social media for Sasha, for the dog that looks like mm-hmm. where the wild things are, because I really yes. want her to get a home. And if somebody doesn't home her, I'm going to home her. And I don't think John wants this 60-pound dog. But <laughs> anyway, that was a... <gasps> oh, my gosh. God bless you. <laughs> Ooh, I wish I'm you could have seen I'm that. Allergic to the he new like dog. bolted across the room to sneeze into a pillow. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, anyway. But yes, so, the update is. So the update is we actually John was busy and he said, you know what? 
if you want to go, I think you should go get the dog. And I said, you have to be, you know, you have to make sure you know that this is what you want to do because I'm an emotional basket case and I just want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. But um, he said, no, I feel like you need a dog. I don't think we're going to make it much longer without a dog. There was just a void in the house, a big, big void. Absolutely. And I sort of started feeling like that because this was the dog that you saw when you dropped off all the things to the shelter mm-hmm. and brought home pictures on your phone, which I never expected. Right. Well, I wasn't going to show you the pictures, but I, I told <laughs> just in case. So. And you couldn't help yourself. Um, and she's a bit of a challenge because she is heartworm positive. Right. So um, that but her name is so her name welcome is Gemma, Gemma to the family. Welcome Gemma to the family. So Gemma is, uh, we're working very, very diligently with her to get her healthy, um, to earn her trust, which I think she's right. made great strides with she you has. today, by the way. And we've only had um, her like four or five days, so yes, it's pretty impressive. Right? It's We got her on Saturday. It it's is like Thursday, Thursday right yeah. now that yeah. we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So Gemma... Um, is very scared of men and mm-hmm. John is like the gentlest creature on the planet. <laughs> so it's the, she's even, he walks into a room and she runs out. Yeah. Um, she's still pretty skittish, but we we're trying to, you know, he's taken her for a walk. He's given her food and I've been hanging out next to him and trying to, you know, just call her into the room and just have right. him, her be near. And right now as we're, as we're, Air, not recording airing, filming recording I'm filming, like, what is recording. that word yes that's it recording this she is laying in here at our feet she walked up the stairs after our shot she walked up the stairs right Absolutely. next to john's leg so i feel like she's gonna be okay she is if we can okay. get her she's um, doing all right. physically well which is Correct. a journey in and of itself it is um as long as she doesn't hop the fence and run away mm-hmm. i think she'll be our dog for as long as she's years. supposed to be yes, here, she'll absolutely. be our dog. But we John like and I so. felt a void, and I think we felt like, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to get a dog that's heartworm positive. I'm setting myself up for a big fail here because she's rather sickly. Going, She's on medication. She's, you know, right. going through some stuff. But then I was talking to my mom, and I said, but she has to live with somebody while she's here. Right. Yep. So even if she so doesn't that's, it. Want that that's all I can absolutely. say without bursting into tears. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And my favorite story so far is, um, as much as I love Daisy, she was a she was not the best uh, dog at chasing animals out of the yard. <laughs> oh, like I would, yeah. I'd run in the backyard. Like she, now, I'd be like, now hang on. No, granted, what she in her defense, used to be. She used to be much. Remember, better at this it. is a follow up on senior dogs, and she yes. had aged quite yes. a bit. So yes. she used to be. She'd become rather yes. docile. And tolerant in her old yes. age. So in order to, yeah, she to was try a great to get example to, of how to be a senior, by the way. Yeah, she's like she was not crabby. <laughs> she wasn't. She was she very was chill, very happy. And she's chill like, oh. and happy. She's like chase a rabbit out of the yard. No way. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Tell your favorite story because it's the best. Yes. It's so, the worst slash. Best. It's the worst for you. It's the best for me. But no, we had her home. It was the second night we had her home. Uh, it was like 10.30 at night. It's dark. We're like, oh, let's let her out and make sure she was in the bathroom before we go to bed. And we both walked her outside because she's scared of you. She right. might come to me. And we're like, if this dog jumps the fence, she's going to be gone. Right. So we're both like, okay, yeah. let's let's hope she doesn't jump the fence because we'll never catch her. She's right. so fast. It's silly. <laughs> so we look up and she just darts down the yard Like a in streak the dark, of lightning, man. And just I was a like, red and white blur. Oh, just flying. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, there's a rabbit. So she's chasing this rabbit and it ends up being two rabbits. She's chasing these rabbits around the yard. You can hear them like running at the fences and all this stuff. And, and of course, Jess is mortified. Like, oh my I gosh. Am. And I'm like, what? They were go? bouncing off the chain links oh, and I just knew just, one of them wasn't going to yes. make it. And so like a couple minutes later, like a minute later, she comes running up with this prize, and she t- yes. <laughs> drops the rabbit right at my feet. And I was yes. just like, I love this dog. <laughs> As a gardener who's trying yes. to keep the rabbits out of your field, yes. you are a I big like Gemma fan at this huge point. Huge Gemma fan. Now, so. the rabbit was not quite dead. It was no. nearly dead. It was... Mostly dead. Mostly dead, right. <laughs> so it sort of lurched <laughs> off to the side, and what did she do? She went and grabbed it again and brought it back to my feet. I'm like, this is the best dog yes. I've ever had. So, so. we but actually had this very strange, we went up to bed that night, you know, laid down in bed. Oh, I and couldn't stop laughing. We I were kept... sort of chuckling and horrified at the same time because this <laughs> poor little rabbit 
unfortunately <laughs> met its end because there was just no catching her. There was just no undoing it. Yeah, there was nothing we could do. And I then mean, in the Gemma's morning, so fast, it's silly. there was a little pile of entrails in the yard because <laughs> oh, no. I think the little rabbit did meet its end. Yeah, probably an owl or something. And probably, yes, a bird of prey or some um, opportunistic predator. So it's like uh, Lion King, circle of life, you (laughs) know. circle of life. Things happen. I did feel really awful, though, because it was happening in real time. And just, (laughs) and she's 27 pounds, by the way, this dog. If you go to my Instagram account, at jlemony, I've put a video up of her. I've put a She's also adorable. So what uh, about the name, though? Where'd you get the name from? Well, we were trying to decide... Her name at the shelter was Giovanna, which is like such a mouthful and such a strange it's name. Hard to say, yeah. It's like the word like Java for coffee with an N A on the oh, end. Oh, a coffee dog. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's so hyper. Maybe. So I was like, I don't. We don't like that, but we liked the J, right? We like the J sound. Um, and I'd mentioned like Joe or something like Jojo jo or something, or or something jo, like that. Yeah. And we had talked about a couple of others, and so it just hit me all of a sudden. I thought of the word Gemma. Of the name Gemma, and I thought, oh, it'd be perfect because she's got a little gem in her eye because she has a bit of either a Sheltie or Australian Shepherd in her. Probably Sheltie. She's so small. Right. Um, so she's got a pale blue like dot that looks like a little diamond. Yeah, in her, in her left eye. eye. In her yeah. left eye. And so she's a gem in her. And then eye. I thought, plus I love Sons of Anarchy, and Gemma was. Um, you know, Peggy Bundy's character. You know who Peggy Bundy is. That of course. Is. Um, I can't remember the actress's name right now. We are so ill-prepared for I this. I know, right? Um, <clears throat> Don't worry. It'll be on the show notes right. at onedrinkwithjohn.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, plus that was, she was a fantastic character for that show, by the oh, way. Oh, she was amazing. Um, I don't think that our gem is going to kill me with a turkey fork, but you know. Not in the kitchen, no, probably right, not. a two-pronged fork, but, uh, and that was from the <laughs> show, if you're wondering that, about that strange segue. But anyway, <laughs> right. so I bring this up to my friend, um, my very good friend, Shannon, who um, is also a writer. She lives in Florida, and we were texting, and I said, you know, we named her Gemma, and I told her about her eye, and she goes, and after Sons of Anarchy, and I said, oh, definitely, and she said, because of Gemma's heart issues, and I went, What? I had forgotten that the character Gemma on Sons of Anarchy had had, she has a scar on her chest because she'd had heart surgery and her heart condition had been passed down to Jax, her son, and her grandson, Abel. So our little dog with heartworms was named after a yeah, fictional character that had that had a heart So it's issue. like perfect. So it sort of all came together into this unique little meaningful name for her. And, and we got our Ja sound yes. we got our john and jessica and Gemma. unfortunately john, for her her name g. is <laughs> yes with a g unfortunately for her her name is actually Gemma lemon which is sort of silly Gemma lemon ding dong <laughs> yeah that's hard to even say but uh the only time you really use a dog's last name is at the vet so you know right. she's like madonna she's just Gemma, <laughs> you know or share She's just a one-named dog. But anyway, we are uh, really pulling for her and hoping for the best for her. But as long as she's walking the earth, you know, and willing to stay with us, uh, she's got a home. So... Yeah, well, that's a great update. That was a huge segue into the third topic. No, that's fine. Well, let's... We jumped into the... So you went through one, two, and three. I did yes. my AirPods. So do your and then, two and three. Yeah, let's go. Num- so number two um, is another great subject, Is um, especially this time of year, is Ohio weather. So yesterday, or this week, was the yesterday, spring. First, first day, of, day spring. of spring. And the weather was better-ish. We got to 50, I think. We had some <clears> sunshine. It was pretty nice. Uh, the five or seven days Fahrenheit, and that is remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sad. But my uh, sad. the five day forecast or seven day or whatever was showing <clears throat> beautiful weather for this weekend, and I thought, awesome, sixties. No, now it's showing forties and yeah, crappy and rain. And so that's classic, classic Ohio. Ohio. It's like womp, womp, womp. Womp. Yep. classic Ohio. Weather, sad so. trombone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yeah, and March is just one of those things where it could be really nice. It could be, well, we had 60 mile an hour winds the other day, uh, kind of wreaked havoc on my uh, greenhouse. We've rebuilt it, but it was tough. Um, <laughs> I did have to climb a tree to get one of the panels out, but oh you know, it gosh. worked out okay. So Yes. 
60 mile an hour winds. <laughs> were challenging for your little greenhouse. Yes. Yeah, I'm just sitting in my office watching all the panels blow <laughs> off and going, hmm, I wonder how I'm going to track those down. So, But yeah, so Ohio, Ohio weather is always unpredictable, crazy, especially early spring. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, because, you know, St. Patty's Day, you know, we used to go to the Dublin Pub all the time yeah. on St. Patty's Day. And For it's like, like a decade. Yeah, we did like 20 years. I think I did 20 years in a row. Followed yeah. Homeland, one of our favorite bands. And some week or some years, it was like 35 degrees and freezing. True. And then some years, it was like 65 and amazing. Yep. So it just, you know, this time of year, you just kind of get what it's you get. always. And, you know, I always think <clears throat> it's never been this cold in March. And then... Facebook proves that I'm a big liar because you know how the memories come up, your your posts from previous years, and it was like the days would come up that it was bright and sunny and beautiful, like you said, and then today, and it's March 21st, right? Mm-hmm. So today, the memory that came up, there was a blanket of snow on the trees in the backyard of this house right. last year right. at this time. So we had snow that was well, supposed to Well, it did snow melt. on Monday. Or on, yeah, on Monday. <clears throat> so Or no, it was Sunday. But yeah, it snowed like about an inch, half an inch something this yeah. year too. So, But yeah, so you just never happen. know. You yeah, never this time know. of year. And our last frost date for our area is like the end of April. It's why um, I always so. call March as like the fake spring because you <laughs> think you're like, oh, it's spring. It's going to be beautiful. No, it's not. Like, wait for April. And then you'll get a little exactly. more rain and then May will be nice. Although we did get snow flurries in May one year because I have we photos did. It of happens. it. It, was, it, it happens. does happen. You can get a late freeze too, but yeah. it's usually very short-lived and yep. works out pretty I'm much. Just Once grateful. you get to May, you're in good shape. I'm so. grateful my birthday is June 30th because so far, I don't think we've ever had snow flurries on <laughs> Boy. June 30th. Boy, I hope not. Yeah. We're definitely moving south or global warming or something. So the um, third topic I had was car repairs versus car payments. Uh, I think we talked about that, pretty exhausted that. Um, my car's running well. Good. I like it. Good. Uh, speaking of warm weather, it's a convertible. Yeah. Can't, Can't wait, wait. Yeah. to get the convertible. Yeah, so that'll be nice once Me we get too. in the 70s. So. Right? You love convertibles, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica loves cars that um, <clears throat> are completely enclosed and completely climate yes. controlled and it's will true. not mess her hair up. So. <laughs> it's true. I am like, yeah, I'm the worst about that. I don't, because my hair goes everywhere <clears throat> and it gets all these teeny little tangles in right. it and knots and. Right. And I have to put on sunscreen if it's if the top is right. down. Right, because of your nice know. pale skin. So. But I do. I, you do want to get a Jeep. I, you always say you want to get a yeah. Jeep, but I'm like, Jess, that's like a convertible truck. <laughs> so not only is it not smooth and comfortable when it's driving, well, the new ones are. Yeah. But it also doesn't have a top, and you can take the doors off. Some so of it's them even. Can, well, the Wranglers, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even more. <laughs> well, my dad had exposed, a, a so. beat up Wrangler when I was a kid, and we used to just go flying in that thing. But you know, that was also a time before I cared what my hair looked like when I was. <laughs> Yeah, when you're like 10, you probably didn't care too I much didn't about care. your hair. So <clears throat> that's great. So um, we'll just jump on. And so one of the next things we talked about um, on the shot from the hip part one was the pig story. Um, and basically, that was, well, can you explain it? As, oh, gosh, can I remember it? I don't know. Uh, the one liner was sometimes you're the farmer and sometimes you're the pig. Oh, it was Jesus casting demons out of a man. Right. And he cast them into from the, the Bible. pigs. Mm-hmm. Yes, parable from the Bible. Thank you. And he cast the demon into the pigs, and the pigs all ran off the cliff. And this, again, was from the book, the Bob Goff book I was reading, Everybody Always. And he had said, you know, I'm sure that pig farmer had a really rough week. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened, honey. Right. The pigs were all in the yard, <laughs> and now they're not, and his entire livelihood is gone. Right. Um, yeah, where so, the yes, man had, the man had an amazing day because it was a demon in yes, him was cast out. Healed. Now he's free. He's great. Yes. So I think the uh, takeaway from the farmer that, yeah. not so much. So sometimes you're the farmer and sometimes you're the pigs, um, and sometimes you're the man was sort of the thing we were saying, and all of those things are done for the ultimate good, but. They don't always feel like it at the time. Right. I think um, if I can talk about Daisy without like sobbing my face yeah. off again, um, we were actually in Arizona when Daisy had to have emergency surgery and <clears throat> she was fine and then she wasn't fine, but she was stable. And by the time 
We could have gotten a flight home. We ended up taking our normal flight and not changing it because it was almost the same. Day. It was almost yeah, the it was same, like, and it was day. yeah, and it, I, it was inconvenient too for you to go home by yourself. It would have been so. super rough to go home on my own and then drive back to Cincinnati to get you. You know the, the I mean, I would have done anything. It wasn't that at all. Anyway. Right. A uh, long way to say that she actually passed hours before we could get to her. So that was incredibly, incredibly hard to lose our family member while we were not in town. Right. Well, we weren't there when she passed yeah. away. So that's really sad yeah. as well because you didn't really get to say goodbye. I mean, we did before we left, but it was right. just different. And it's just impossible when you're suffering that level of grief to see like the great big picture. Um, but if you go to actually on my website, um, jessicalemon.com. On my blog, there's a blog called Remembering Daisy that John probably has not even read yet. I don't know if I can read it just yet. It's <laughs> knows, still a little he fresh. He knows I'm going to make him fresh. cry. I yes. make everybody cry when they read well, it. you're an amazing writer, so. Thank you. Um, but in that, I sort of said, you know, I feel like she took that pain away from us. Yeah. She kind of took the burden. No, she I, I think she really did. And she decided I mean, to go when we left. She knows what suitcases are. That dog was half human. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> she was intuitive and intelligent and would do just anything for you. So, And she was very well loved. I was thinking today, you know, this little dog passed away and we received flowers from my mom, my friend and agent, my best friend since seventh grade. Another writing friend sent me a gift box with various things in it. Another writing friend sent me a candle and a guy who um, is a very talented artist who's Mm -hmm. an acquaintance of mine actually painted her and offered to give me the painting. And I was thinking last night, you know, (laughs) what dog inspires this much? Oh, and your sister gave... A donation to the Humane Society in Daisy's in honor. Daisy's mm-hmm. name, and I'm like, what little dog inspires this much right. um, giving and inspiration? So, yeah, that's who she was. It was, and it was really so. impressive. And I mean, you can look at <clears throat> the way it, you know it finally ended that we didn't get to see her say goodbye, which is really sad. Yeah. Or you could see that as you know that was a really terrible thing, and it would have been. Like, if we had had to make the decision that she was so sick to put her down or not, that's horrible. And we yeah. had done that with our with the dog before that, and it's just very rough. So That's a very hard decision to make. And yeah. that so my other fear... So she basically saved us from that. My other fear is that we would show up just in time to pick her up, and she was not doing well. We mm-hmm. didn't know that. And then bring her home and have her pass within the hour or through the night or something. Right. And that would have been... I think just devastating. Yeah, being even worse. Because yeah, I would have been absolutely. filled with hope. So I think sometimes yes. you just have to trust that bigger picture that God's like looking at the entire landscape and you can only see the hill right in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, we can. It's like we're driving across the country. We can only see as far as the lights go. And the headlights, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Perfect so, anomaly. Wow, that was tough to talk about. I know. Still. All right, skip a bit. <laughs> skip a bit, brother. All right, <clears throat> on to number four, which was social media. Yeah. So what did we learn about social media? Anything? I don't know. I think we were just talking about it. I think that I have reprioritized. <clears throat> that's a bad way to say that. Reprioritized my priorities. Um, reprioritized, period. Right. And that I actually didn't. I was um, posting on Instagram every single day. I actually took a week and just didn't. You know, I had like a couple of gaps. And I think I had a two-week gap in between that week gap. So anyway, it became like, you know, the world is not going to just fly off its axis if Jessica Lemon, a uh, best-selling right. romance author, doesn't put <laughs> some mediocre photograph up on Instagram. Right. And I think that we put so much importance on posting and and generating likes and followers and, and all this counting and, and, and content stuff. and that we talked about how much we content like a four-letter word in this house <clears throat> um and it just doesn't matter like right. if you need the time you just take the time and at the time i didn't really have anything to share you know i was sad i was incredibly sad um I know most of you probably don't write romance books, but it's really hard to write romance books when you're incredibly sad. Right. I mean, maybe the dark moment. If you're in the dark moment, then it's okay. Unless you're Nicholas Sparks, who tears your guts out every time he writes a romance. Oh, then that would be easier. It might help it, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Might be better. It might help it. 
So yeah, and I, um, that's my only update. It's just that I took a break and um, I lost. I was concerned about losing Instagram followers, so I kind of kept an eye on that. I lost six, six. Wow! After taking two weeks off. Wow, well, that's pretty so good. So it's not. It's like three a week. That's who impressive. Cares, guys, they might have unfollowed me anyway right, because right. people follow and unfollow just like you and I do. You were interested. Now you're not. Sure, things change. It was relevant. Now it's not. Absolutely. And I listened to a really good podcast, um, and I'm blanking on it because I listened to about eight podcasts this week. You did. but wow. um, Impressive. Yeah, I had a lot of drive time and some things to do, but it was a great podcast. Uh, I believe it was, on, it was actually on the School of Greatness and uh, with Lewis Howes, and the guy was talking about taking a 30-day digital detox which I think is a really interesting thing to do. And I had a friend who did that, uh, or an acquaintance, I should say, or yeah. writer acquaintance do that. Yeah. She just finished her 30-day detox. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting um, because I believe, I mean, if you think about with social media, especially on a personal level, the whole idea, you know, they're spending billions of dollars to keep you on social media. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram or right. whatever, it's like those companies and it's not a bad thing they're not nefarious they're not evil it's just like they're that's their job you know they're trying to sell advertising mm-hmm. so the more that they can update and and make the app user friendly or whatever it is to keep you on there the more advertising they can sell and it's just right. kind of how it works and it's just like you just have to step away sometimes and be like you know does this is this really adding to and then when you're talking about being an entrepreneur or having a company or a business like, yes, you need to have some advertising and things on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and things, but is that running your life and what's really important? And yeah. I think minimalizing and figuring out like, yeah. oh, what, and that's the idea with the 30-day uh, digital detox. It's not that you never use social media again. You're just like, oh, forget it. Take off my phone. I'm never using it again. It's just, um, and, and even you can still use it. You could just, you just need to like say, um, take the apps off your phone and then I'm only going to check Facebook during this time for this amount of time. Like, and the idea so. is to um, stop that habitual trigger to where you're like, you get on your phone, you hit Facebook, you hit Instagram, you check Twitter, you check your mail, and it's you always go in this order, boom, 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 boom. Or exactly. you just see someone else. Um, they've done studies that show that if you see someone else pick up their phone, you pick up your phone. Right. And I've been paying attention in social situations even when I pick up my phone or when the person across from me picks up my phone, that urge comes up to look yeah. at my phone. And yeah. it's so, so true. Yeah, I've been trying to uh, make sure. Because it's like, you know, we go out to dinner. Or we, we're like, we're going to go to the lodge tonight. Like, hang out with our friends. Yeah. And then I'm picking up my phone and looking at Facebook. Like, it's, it's if you think about it, it's absurd. Like... It is. Here like, I am. Like, what am I going to... In the presence I'm of a, people that yeah, you like who like you. Check on the 20 people that I have, you know, I'm following on Facebook, uh-huh. and they're all in the room. Like, why can't I just but go... But you want to you know what that guy who you, like, spent summer camp with as yeah, your best 30 friend years in ago. seventh grade or something. Yeah, what, he had, what he had for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is not... I don't think it's a decision. Yeah. I mean, I love social media. It's just... I think there's just... I don't know, you get looped in and it's kind of yes. tough. And I think the big thing that I'm working on is trying to not use it when I'm out to dinner or when I'm yep. out with people. Just be intentional Because it's silly, it. right? I mean, yeah. if you're, you know, send a text or maybe, you know, an email reminder. But it's or something. a real it's urge. Thing. It's a real, Correct. like, tick that yeah, we all have. and you've got to break the habit of doing that. And we've so. all been hanging out with friends and there's the one friend who can't stop taking his or her phone out of the pocket, checking and checking and checking and checking, inevitably showing you the meme that's on Facebook, showing you that, and there's just some disconnection. Right. It's like, it's just not that right. interesting to everyone who's connected in the room. So. Yeah, and it is. And then you don't feel as engaged with that person or like yeah. they're even paying attention. They're looking right. at their phone. It is interesting though, too, uh, because I mean, I when, when I'm out with people, usually I use my phone. I mean, if I'm texting somebody or whatever, but... I'll do it to like, you know, fact check something or look up something, which is so funny because, you know, how many years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have Google the entire worldwide, you can answer any question on your phone. How many conversations do we have like, oh, what was that guy's name in that movie? And you sit for like a very long period of time and everybody's trying to figure it out. And he looked like this and he was in that and nobody can come up with his name. And then you bolt out of bed at three in the morning and you remember. Yes. Scott Bale. Yeah. yeah, Like we've lost that. Like we've lost that. It's interesting. I was thinking about. Real moment. Well, I feel, I wonder if like 
Uh, and I'm sure studies will show later on. But like, <laughs> I wonder if, you know, we're not using our minds as much. But it's interesting, though, because do you really need to hold on to all this <laughs> no. useless data? Right. But it is fun to like, you know, we'll be talking about something and it'll, something will come up and be like, oh, what does that mean? Or, oh, how, how do you do that? Or So it's it's fun to do that. And I think it furthers the conversation. And then you learn more. Like you said, like, do you, but, like, do you know where the, the phrase cut and dry comes from? And I was yeah. like, no, I don't. And you had looked it up out of curiosity. And lo and behold, there it was. Yeah. makes researching for my books easier. Makes it does. Finding it makes synonyms everything easier. for words easier. In, in, a sense, in a sense like that, though, it really helps us. I mean, it actually, when, you know, we're talking about things with my friends, we'll, it'll act, we'll bring up something. Oh, this is what it was. So it's actually furthering our communication and we're learning and stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And by the way, cut and dry. Yes. Um, it's do said, tell, the do one, tell the good people listening. What yeah, means. the one website because I w- I'm very curious about things like that because it's like oh it's cut and dry like I know what it means like oh yeah it was something I planned ahead of time, but then I'm like where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been really listening to things like that lately. Um, but I it said like in the 1700s somebody the first time somebody had said cut and dried uh, had had referred to somebody had had given a sermon mm-hmm. and somebody derogatorily said, oh, that was cut and dried. And so I guess what it means Not is... Not dried, past tense, just cut and dried. No, it said cut and dried. Dried, past Dried, tense? cut oh, wow. and dried. Have I been saying that wrong my whole life? I don't know because I saw both on, <laughs> on the Google. But yeah. Okay, I always so thought cut, it was just dry, cut well, and Well, think dry. about it. So you're in the 1700s. All right, okay. So if you're writing a manuscript or something... You know, or a scroll. So you write it with a fountain type pen, mm-hmm. ink. A very wet. It pen. has to yes. dry, mm-hmm. and then you cut it, and you put cut it the to paper. Cut and dry. So you cut it and you put it together into wow. whatever. Into or your maybe manuscript you would, or your. Or maybe you would cut it and then uh-huh. into a letter to send somebody or something like that. Wow. So cut and dried. Who, Who knew? knew? Right. Interesting. Well, right. I have. Um, one last thing to bring up as okay. a bonus. Oh, bonus. And it'll be easy for us to talk about because we're drinking it right now. <laughs> it's alkaline water. Oh, okay. So yes. I uh, This is got, an obsession of yours. Got as on a, late. Yeah, got on a little kick this week. Uh, my friend Steve mentioned something. He's like, oh, yeah, my buddy Carl drinks alkaline water. Here, I was like, oh, yeah. Because the acid alkaline balance in your body, your body always fights to keep a perfect neutral acid alkaline balance and so the more green food salads um, actually lemon water that you have um, almonds raw almonds are, are very, very alkaline, alkaline. Mm-hmm. so it's a health thing and lemons are actually alkaline yeah they are they may taste acidic going down but in the body they become alkaline so yeah. You so can yeah lemon are actually i think a two like they're super acidic mm-hmm. lemon juices but it gets turned metabolizes right. alkaline when it goes in your yep. body which is weird so you should but. start the day with lemon water if you can and fresh squeezed lemon just a wedge of lemon squeezed into a glass of water every day will do wonders for your yeah and usually yeah. if i have um if i've had heartburn mm-hmm. or something i've been eating or drinking some things that aren't so good mm-hmm. for me I, I, I will have like a couple lemon waters yeah. and it really kicks that so, so if you're routinely uh taking heartburn meds you're on antacids sort of thing john and i used to routinely eat antacids and take um heartburn pills do you remember that oh yeah like, like 15 20 years ago absolutely there zantac or whatever yeah um and you want to reverse that you can just start eating more alkaline doesn't mean you can't go out and have fried food and ribs and some you know cheesy pizza for dinner right. it just means your body right now is overloaded with acid and you should put more alkaline foods and in general more alkaline foods are green anything green right. eat a giant salad right. not covered in cheese and bacon and ranch <laughs> eat a giant salad with right. fruits and vegetables in it you know like show some, yeah, have some sort kale, of restraint have some, yeah. sometimes and have then a smoothie you can, with some fruit and stuff in yeah, it yeah and then Absolutely. you can go to the lodge and eat you know deep fried wings and cheese <laughs> like sticks we will tonight, one night probably. like we probably will tonight but i mean yeah i just it's very very reversible which i love and so alkaline water then would probably help in that endeavor right because yeah the alkaline so water tell me what the difference um, between this water and like water that we pour out of our brita 
is. Well, I don't have all the research on that, but this, I'm drinking the <laughs> black one. It'll be on the is, show notes, everybody. <laughs> absolutely. One drink with John's show notes. Um, it's BLK, so it's like black water, yes. premium alkaline water. And mine is Essentia. And this one has a, an alkaline, alkaline, let's see, a powerful combination of electrolytes, vital trace minerals, and alkaline pH of 8. Oh, mine's 9.5. Yeah, that one's crazy good. But this one has nature's best kept secrets, fulvic trace, F-U-L-V-I-C, fulvic. Because BLK or black water is actually minerals. black. It's it is. actually a dark charcoal-y, purple-y sort of color, brownie yeah. sort of color. It doesn't look very yeah. appetizing, I'm not going to lie, but it, it doesn't taste like it tastes like water. Yep. Doesn't taste brown. <laughs> yeah, and it says beneath the surface, so I think they got it from underground or something. Yeah, under a very rock. Interesting. But yeah, but it tastes good. It tastes great. And it's got 70 different trace minerals in it. So, so I think you should just try to lean in that direction. If you're living a super acidic lifestyle, grab an alkaline water, to do lemon water lemon every water, other sure. day. Eat a handful of raw almonds. Make sure they're raw. They do taste a little different than like roasted salted. Right. They're a little bit sweeter, they're good though. but they're good. And when I would get, or if I would get heartburn, I would eat like 15 almonds right. and that would help tamp it down. So um, yeah, that's just good health yeah. advice. And I think another thing too that we've learned is, you know, you, you definitely, um, get acid buildup in your body from yes. you know what you All, eat yes. what stress. you what you drink and then stress is probably stress, the biggest yeah. one yep um and so you know monitoring your stress level maybe doing meditation some breathing just doing a little yoga or just relaxing mm-hmm. you know put your phone down for a little while get do off the social tapping. media or whatever and yeah do some tapping or something like that too so well jessica famous author lemon is there anything else you want to bring up on this a shot from the hip part two. No, I think we should save some for later. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, excellent. And I think the dog needs to go outside. The so. dog, you probably hear. <laughs> Which is, hear shaking a, in the by background. the way, a very joyful thing to say after not yes. saying it for almost two weeks. So. Correct, correct. Yes. Well, uh, like I said about 15 times, all the information will be on the show notes at onedrinkwithjohn.com. And Jessica Lemon, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, cheers, everyone. Have a wonderful day.